0: Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell O'Gaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together, faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding, signs, wonders, and miracles will take place at the teaching of your Word. In Jesus' mighty name, can I get a good amen? amen. All right. So we've been continuing our series. I'll just build up from there. Please turn with me. Um, remember Psalm 106, verse 24. That's that's about where we stopped yesterday. Psalm 106 and verse 24. Praise God. Psalm 106, verse 24. It says, "Then they despised the pleasant land." They did not believe in his word. They despised the pleasant land. And they did not believe in his word. You know the New Living Translation says. That they despised. The people refused to enter the pleasant land. For they wouldn't believe his promise to care for them. So we said the word of God is the promise of God. And this promise of God is backed up by the ability of God, by the fairness of God. The Bible says God took an oath. That means God's word cannot fail. If, if something is not working in your life, the problem is not with God. Now, I'd like you to look at the next verse there and pay attention there because we're going to come back there. The next verse, verse 20 say, 25, say, But grumbled in their tents. But grumbled in their tents. Look at what they did. They grumbled. And I've said something and it's very important. I said thanksgiving is the language of faith. Can we all say that together? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Say it loud and clear. Thanksgiving Thanksgiving. is the language of faith. Grumbling Grumbling is the language of unbelief. Did you see that? They grumbled in their tents. You know many times people are in faith they think they are in faith but what they do is they are just grumbling. You know what? It's easy to grumble. It's more difficult to be in faith. If you choose the easy part your faith will not produce. And you heard the testimony you just shared. Is the system fair? Probably the system is not. Is the system corrupt? Probably it is. You see, but faith is not scared of corruption. System shouldn't be, but if it is, it's not scared of corruption. If a senator can get a spot, your guard is bigger than a senator. He can give you a spot. That's your real life. Are you still here? Now, come with me to Hebrews chapter 3 verse 19. Why did the people not enter the land? We're talking about inheriting the promises by faith. And remember, we're refreshing our mind. We're refreshing our mind. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 19. You know, you leave this conference and all those dreams you've dropped, all those things you thought could not be possible, you go and dust them again and put your faith on the land. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 19. It says, so we see they were not able to enter because of unbelief. Why did they not enter into Canaan? Because of what? Because they were giants in the land. Because God was not able, because God didn't want them to. You know, God's ways is mysterious. Maybe God changed His mind. Do you realize the Bible did not even say that they did not enter into because of their sin? Unbelief will kill you faster. I'm not saying you should go sin. The Bible calls it the wicked heart of unbelief. And you can't say you are believing God when you have alternatives. Faith does not have a plan B. In case God just failed, who do this? (laughs) No, you won't actually put it in case God failed. You are too righteous for that. But you now say, in case this does not work out. Are you still here? You see, if you don't build your faith, there will be circumstances in your life that human beings will fail you. Let's say someone promised you something, right? And you're hoping on that person, and that person comes to you and says, oh, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do. So what happens to your life? Praise God. So the subject of faith is something we must consistently learn, feed our minds on, Learn how to work it. Practice it. Develop your faith muscles, I told you. Keep practicing. Keep believing. Now, come to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Just a few exaltation this morning to wrap up what we've been studying. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. And go back. We're making these messages available. Free. Go back, download them again. Listen for the things you did not hear when I was teaching. Listen again. Feed them again. Feed on them again. Build your faith. Build your faith. It will make life easy for you. Are you hearing what I'm telling you now? Hebrews chapter 10. I said verse what? Verse 23. It says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Without wavering. For he who promised is faithful God is faithful he says hold fast to that confession of faith and don't waver don't waver don't move don't be tossed to and fro it might look difficult but don't waver that situation might look impossible but don't waver every time you see yourself in the mirror something tells you this will not work don't waver you hold on. Praise God. Now go to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. Um, hold your place there. Come to Hebrews chapter 6. Let's read again verse 11. <clears throat> and we desire. Hebrews six eleven. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence so as to realize the full assurance of hope until the end. The Amplified talks about walking through it to the end. You are able to hold on to God's word until the end. Showing full assurance. It says, and we desire, the Amplified version. And we desire for each one of you. Everybody say, each one of you. We don't want to raise a church where one person is a faith giant and everybody else is a faith weakling. Each one of us are faith giants. Praise God. Each one of us can have results. You don't just want one person. You know, your pastor is this big man of faith. And you are the little man of faith. No. We all can have the same faith level if we put in the work. Because there are things you need to do with your faith that God hasn't called me to do, and there are things I need to do with my faith that God hasn't called me, called you to do, and God hasn't called you to depend on my faith. God has called me to show you that you can have faith. Say amen. amen. So that God can use you to accomplish what He wants you to do in this. See, whatever God wants you to do in this world will require faith. And each one of you seated here this morning listening to me in our viewing centers have an assignment from God that will require faith. Praise God. You know when God sent us to this island spoke to myself and my wife that we should be here. Came in here, started the church with three people in the house. Came with absolutely nothing. God asked that we give everything that we had out. And We gave everything. The day I stepped on this island, came here with two trousers, three shirts, and 4,000 naira in my pocket. And it wasn't like that was the cash I had, then there was money at the bank. That was both cash at hand and money at the bank. That was all. Because you know, I came to spend a weekend. And the Lord gave us that instruction. And then the Lord says, Give everything away, give all my clothes to my youth. The Lord pointed someone in the church to us to give our car to one of our pastors there. We sold our car. We had a a daycare business. We're using our parlor for daycare. We had two staff working for us, five kids. Closed the daycare. And the instruction of the Lord to us was to come do this work full time. So Pastor Mary came in here, never looked for a job. There was no salary. We're not sent from headquarters. We're sent with the blessing and prayers and more grace. But see what the Lord has done. I said, see what the Lord has done. In 10 years, God has been gracious by faith. Because faithful is he that promised. (laughs) Praise the name of the Lord. All right, let's go to verse 12. So that you will not be sluggish or be lazy. But imitate imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made the promise to Abraham, since he could not swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. Why did God swear by himself? It's like God was trying to get a guarantor. <clears throat> All right. To tell Abraham, I will not fail you. God looked around. Who can guarantee God? (laughs) Are you hearing what I'm saying? So the Bible says, God looked around and says, see, I'm the only one that can guarantee myself. You know, when you want to employ people, they say, go and bring a guarantor. So that in case you misbehave, they'll hold your guarantor. God looked around. So the Bible says, look at this. It says, For when God made the promise to Abraham, since he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. Saying, I will surely bless you and I will surely multiply you. So the promise is made by words. The promise is made by words. You see, God's promise might not come to you in a vision. I talked about the written promise. God's word to you is written. Praise the name of the Lord. Then he says, Saying, I shall he bless you now, shall he multiply you. And so, and so, having patiently waited, that's where I'm going to this morning. Having patiently waited, he obtained the promise. Faith and patience is the key to getting the promise. Faith and patience is the key. To get in the promise. Let's go back to verse 12. Who through faith and patience. Inherited the promise. You know child of God. We struggle with patience. In our generation. We're not patient people. Right. And all you need to know. All you need to observe. To know that we're not patient. Just wait for the church service to close. Hey, people will be in a hurry to go out. People will step on people to go out. Not this church, some other church. We, we can't wait for others. Hmm? Some of us can't even wait for the food to be properly cooked from the pot we're already eating. Impatient. You gave an offering today, you're already looking at your bank account tomorrow. If God has doubled the money, a dear young pastor rushed out to me. and said, "Pastor, I've been I started this church for two months, and we have not really grown. He said, it's just me, my wife, and two people." I said, "How many months?" I said, "He said two months." <laughs> he said, "What What can I do?" I said, "Keep doing what you are doing." It's that desperation that will now start making you misbehave. Some of us are too much in a hurry. You are learning a trade. After one year, you say you know everything. The person who said you should learn the trade for four years, we are in a hurry. We are in a hurry to get rich. Even ministers, in a hurry to make it. Husbands, you are in a hurry to prove to your wife that you are a real man. And so you steal from the office. You cannot be in faith and be impatient. And if you learn faith and you don't learn patience, you will not inherit the promise. You know why? Anxiety will cause you to produce Ishmael. How many of you know, how many of you know today, eh, our greatest challenge in this world is Ishmaelites? Hmm? Our fellow brothers, huh? ah, God promised. Say, yeah, I know God promised, but you don't know how God works. So, there's somebody you know, this God, we can't understand him. You see, stop saying that thing, it's a very stupid statement. I'm sorry to use that word, but that's the best word that really describes how much anger I feel about that stupid statement of saying, You know, you can't understand God. Why did He give us the book? Did He create dollars? It's you that cannot understand God. Because you're not patient to learn God. I've told you and I've shown you several times. There's no miracle in this Bible. That if you study the word of God long enough. It will not show you how it came. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He says, look at this. He says, to Moses, uh, to the children of Israel. I showed what? My act. He says, but to Moses, I showed what? Hey, what did he say To Moses. I showed Moses my ways. How can you not understand God? And you see, that thing of not understanding God makes us not to be able to put our faith on the line, knowing that God... See, let me, tell, let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you. One of the reasons that... One of the things that Christianity has done to us that has really not balanced the message of faith is this. We've always taught faith that faith produces a positive result immediately. That's the greatest problem. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Look at this. Joseph had faith in God and he went to prison. Is it your Bible? Can Joseph share the testimony? No, we don't admit such testimonies in church. Because we say for you to go to prison, you have done something wrong. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So faith is not that you do something and immediately a positive result. Sometimes faith will lead to your demotion because you are standing for righteousness. Are you here or you are going home? So that's the confusion. So sometimes when you now stand in faith and there is no tangible result to show to people that you are in faith, it looks like you are a failure. So you try to produce the result that people will believe. That's the greatest problem with our faith teachers. How many of you have been sacked because you refuse to compromise? Nobody. They are not sacking anybody. So the the part of faith, if we study scriptures carefully, the part of faith for some people was immediate result. The part of faith, if you read Hebrews chapter 11, it says by faith some refuse deliverance. That means... They even didn't want to be delivered. They said, I have faith enough, don't deliver me because this deliverance is not from God. Come on somebody. We need to start teaching in church again that sometimes the result of faith is that things will linger because you don't want to go the wrong way. That's Christianity. Mm -hmm. Say amen. 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 Are you hearing this? Patience. I want to talk to you because Everything we have done now, if we don't have patience, we will not inherit the promise. It didn't say by faith, they inherited the promise. It says by faith and patience. Child of God, if there is a characteristics I want you to imbibe for the rest of your life, is patience. Be patient. Because what God has promised will surely come to pass. Be patient. How long will I wait? Throw away the calendar. Stop looking at the calendar. Oh, what I was believing in God for this year did not come. You are not dying now. Are you dying? No. Keep believing. Learn patient. Learn to be patient with yourself. Learn to be patient with others. Learn to be patient as the promises of God manifest in your life. And because of lack of patience... Um, Sarah suggested Hagar. And you know, the enemy is very tricky. Immediately, Abraham went into Hagar. Conception. Yeah, I told you. And I like God. He allowed that process to pass. Then God now said, go and sacrifice your son. Huh? When Isaac came, they says Your only son. Do you understand that language? Come on, talk to me. Do you understand that language? What God was trying to tell him is that whatever you have produced, I don't recognize. I'm not in that business. And boy, Ishmael tormented Isaac. I'll send him away. He says, Sacrifice your son your only son. You must come to a point in your life where you say, if something is not from God, I don't want it. And, and, and let be careful now. Be careful of surrounding yourself with impatient people. Some of you are patient, it's your friends that are impatient. Some husbands are patient, it's the wife that is impatient. Some wives are patient, it's the men that are impatient. Some husbands and wives are patient, it's the children that are impatient. Where are you rushing to? Where are you rushing to by 25? This one started a company, he's a multi millionaire. By 15, this one started a company, he said, Did they tell you they were seizing lights where that person was 25? Was he reading with candle? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Is it some of these things? I mean, I'm not saying people cannot achieve things very early, you see, what you must understand you know, that greatness most times is measured by what people overcame to achieve what they achieve. That's why you realize that for some, of, for some people, um, some, of, some Nigerians that go abroad, they, they do very well. It's not, I mean, I don't really want to think it's extra intelligence. That's the truth. Because you are reading, they take light before you own a candle, before you own gas, the frustration, your father is shouting at you, I mean, you forget what you have read. But you are there, you are reading, nobody is disturbing you. It's not like somebody is extra brilliant than you. That's the truth. I mean, some people are brilliant, but. Some of you became Christians very late. Some of you had no Christian origin at all. Every prayer is our Lord's prayer. Somebody died at lost prayer. You are eating at lost prayer. <laughs> you are praying for so you, you have no idea of how prayer works. And you came to church just a few months. You want God to do the impossible for you. You haven't even learned about the God you are serving. Be patient. Come and say faith and patience. Praise God. Sometimes it's impatience that leads us into depths. And they were in a hurry for God to provide the money. A man of faith is not anxious. It says he says, he that believes does not make haste. There's a type of haste that is not consistent with faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, that's why it's... It, 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 um, how do I put it? You know, that's why sometimes eh, believing God is stressful for us. Because we're always looking at the time. We're measuring time. We're measuring time. That's why I tell you. And I do it all the time. The best way for you to develop your faith, start believing for things that are not time bound. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay, you need something by next year, December. Start believing for it now. It's not when it is November 29th. You now say, I know you are 11th hour miracle God. He did not, he did not introduce himself as 11th hour miracle God. It's your Nigerian pastor that taught you that. It's not the name of God in scripture. Jehovah Sharp Sharp. Jehovah overdue, Jehovah, 24 hour miracle. Jehovah, you wake up. Stop all those things. You see, it all those names you are calling God eh? You are trying to you are you are trying to bribe God to respond to your demands. Don't call God a name that he hasn't called himself. Hmm? That's why sometimes people say, Call God anything you want. Be careful. Because he's not having a naming ceremony. Be careful. The greatest name God wants you to call him today is what? Father. Father. And what does Father denote? Relationship. You know what God wants from you is relationship. Your faith will produce in relationship. Faith and patience. Because when you know someone, you are patient with them. Hmm? Have your children ever asked you for something and men? You know children's patience level is low. Once they tell you, I want this. The next moment, have you bought it? Have you bought it? Have you bought it? You know children can't be patient. faith and patience. Somebody learning something this morning? Faith and patience. So, what happens most times with people is that they surround themselves with people who are impatient. Look at Hebrews chapter uh, 6 verse 15 now. And so, having patiently waited, patiently waited, he obtained the promise. Having patiently waited, he obtained the promise. Let's go to Hebrews 10 36, please. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 36. We can understand God. He reveals himself to us. He wants us to know him. He wants us to work. Based on knowledge. Hallelujah. And sometimes. You have to build your faith. Right? And build your life. According to the dimension of your faith. There are certain things you know I'm not at this faith level yet. <laughs> in fact, a pastor watched uh, our first service when we opened the conference and he sent me a message. Uh, a pastor of the church in the West, he said, you have, you have just blessed me. I said, What's it? He said, That statement about walking at your faith level. Because hmm? sometimes we hear pastors share testimonies. Let me tell you something. If I share testimony with you now, <laughs> You'll be, I mean, you, I mean, some people just have a pastor share a passage of testimony and they want to replicate that. You don't know the level of relationship and work I've had with God before I got to that point. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I've been in full time ministry for about 16 years, not kept a job, trusting God. Do you think 16 years' experience of trusting God? Is the same with you who have been receiving salary, even your father was paying you as a teenager. Do you understand what I'm saying? Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? I've see, I've seen some incredible provisions of God that governs my heart. There was a day we went to preach at the Anglican Church in town. There, they invited us for a small meeting, men's meeting, or something. And then we usually buy water, uh, uh, drinking water. And then that night we drove in and we forgot to buy water. And everywhere was closed when we are coming back. There was nowhere we could get water. We are like, how are we going to have drinking water? Guess what? As we finished, a lady came. I said, oh, I don't know, but God just let, you know, she should buy this for you. She was apologetic about it because you can imagine. I mean, what is a pack of water you want to give to a pastor? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. And that water was a miracle. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Those things have strengthened my heart. I've seen God. And when I say God has performed miracles in my life, I'm very conscious. I'm talking about millions. I'm talking about little things that just show that you know what, God cares about you. And I'll teach you, as we progress, those are the things you should remind yourself of. So that you will not grumble. If some of us look at our lives, you don't have a reason to be faith, to be um, unfaithful by grumbling. You are patient. If God did this and God did that, then what He promised, He will do. Hallelujah! Now let's 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 go to Hebrews ten thirty six. For you have need of endurance. Or you have need of, let's go to verse 35. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence which has great reward. Don't throw it away. Impatience makes you to throw your confidence away. Hmm? Pastors, when you've watched Dunamis, 100,000 Sunday morning, What's land? 150,000. That's why you're using to inspire yourself Saturday night. And you know i You come to church on Sunday morning. Your morale will drop when you see the people. You think more people are coming. Don't throw away your confidence. I remember when we started church here and we had 12 people on a Sunday morning. I was so happy. I couldn't wait for the service to close to call Pastor Bray. Today we were 12. When we had 50, it was like, hey, I was the bishop on the of the island. Is <laughs> it because if you don't walk with God like that, your journey will be full of frustration. You won't enjoy the journey of life. Because that thing you're waiting for before it comes, you have to be enjoyed. You're trusting God for the fruit of the womb. Enjoy your marriage. Enjoy having sex. Because <laughs> when the child comes, your portion shall be divided between two people. So, right now, tell yourself why we are waiting. Are you following what I'm saying? Trusting God for a car, enjoy being able to chatter a tricycle, and sit at the back, only you. Put your Bible here, put your faith refreshers course here, and say, move, take me to the right. Enjoy that process. Just enjoy it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, that's, there's no pressure. Enjoy it. Huh? Enjoy having a personal bike man. At least everybody stands on the road and say, hey, I'm going here. Enjoy having a bike man that you have the number. That can call, so I can call my bike man. Yes. Enjoy that process. You see, that's how I walk. There's, I'm happy as I'm here. There's nothing that, there's no pressure in my life. That I will pastor a big church is certain. The church does not go big. I'm happy. Except you are not happy. I'm happy. I will teach I will teach I'll teach you the same way I will teach 100,000 people. I'll teach you the same way I'll teach 1 million people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because anything that takes your joy is stopping your faith. Anything. I don't care what it is. Anything that takes your joy is stopping your faith. Because you know what's going to happen? Grumbling. And you won't enter into the promise. So enjoy the greatness of God. Enjoy the goodness of God. Enjoy the mercy of God. Are you following what I'm saying? Patience. There, let me tell you, there are no couples that are patient that cannot achieve anything in this life. A husband that is patient with a wife, a wife that is patient with a husband, and they cannot. You, you think if I don't have a patient wife, I will still be pastoring? I know a pastor, he tra- traveled to South Africa to preach. He came back, was sharing massive testimonies of all what God did. He went to his wife and I said, people come back with money. You are saying, uh, people were blessed. <laughs> telling you. What do you think next time if that man travels, what do you think you'll be looking for? What exactly? Single ladies in the house, don't marry an impatient man. Even as he's talking about the things he wants to achieve, check his patient level. Don't marry an impatient woman. Nothing distorts, nothing makes a man waver. Like impatience nothing have you ever tried to wait for someone and time was going have you have you, have you ever tried it what happens to your whole system eh? you are just you eh? you are you look at the road every car makes meaning every you know that's how life is if you don't have patience you are not settled are you hearing this now if you' don't have patience you' are not settled Like you are waiting for your father to come. Just looking at every movement. Everything distorts you. Everything you are looking is the same thing. When you are impatient with God. Every little thing moves you. Anxiety. Your system. You must learn. Patience. Learn patience. Learn it. it. Says, Don't throw away your confidence. That confidence you had at the beginning. Don't throw it away. That's why you should always have the promises of God in front of you, and when because the devil is going to challenge the things you've heard in this conference. The devil is going to challenge the word. Says Satan comes immediately to do what? To steal the word. The devil will challenge what you're trusting God for. Do you realize other people's testimony inspire us, but we are not inspired by living out those testimony. So let's say for instance you're trusting God for a baby, and you heard someone after waiting for eight years had a baby. Are so inspired. You don't have to wait for eight years, but I'm just saying. One day I called a young pastor. He was very discouraged. He called me and said, Pastor, I'm tired. I'm tired. He was crying on the phone. I said, What's this? So I allowed him to cry. So he said, I will call you back. I said, No, be, be crying. You can't cry. I'm the one calling you. Just cry. So when he was done, I said, What happened? He said, I've been laboring. I've been laboring. There are only 10 people. I said, Okay. So I said, The 10 people, are they adults? He said, yes. I said, and the adults, they are normal, like, do you understand? Like, their senses, everybody's working, everything's working. He said, yes. I said, okay. I said, so, ten adults, normal adults, my sister, you're a member of my church, they left Christ Embassy, they left Winners. I, of course, you know why I'm mentioning these names. They left Deeper Life. They left Chosen. They left Redeem. They left uh, Aladura and apostolic church. And then they walked to you in an uncompleted building. Ten people. And you are crying. You say, I didn't see it like that before. I said, that's why you are crying. That an adult will leave all these people and come and sit and listen to you. You should be grateful to God. His church is doing well now. Patience. You must see things from the right perspective. Are you hearing what I'm telling you now? Patience. There's no need. There's there's nothing wrong with your life. It's who you have been listening to. There's nothing wrong with your life. And discouragement sets in grumbling. You must deal with grumbling. You cannot be in faith. Are you hearing me, pastors? And grumble. Am I tempted to grumble? I am tempted. Everybody is tempted to. But the Bible says don't throw away what? Your confidence, Because if you throw it away, you cannot get the promise. They threw away their confidence. That's why they didn't get into Canaan. Can I tell you something? It was not the giants that prevented them. See, every land God is giving to you, there are giants there. And he factored it in the promise. Can I tell you something? God factored the facts that we are Nigerians in whatever promise he gave us. Including the promise of prosperity. God factored it. I know if you had your way, you would have come from Australia. So it's me you will live here, Abi. <laughs> we are here together. you <laughs> I'm saying? I know if they left you, you would have chosen Canada. That's why God did not choose, leave you to choose wherever. We are here together. We will see the word of God walk together. We are in Bunny Island here. And God's word will work. I said God's word will produce. I said the word of God will produce. Are you hearing what I'm telling you now? Faith. Patient. Tell your neighbor, take it easy. Relax. God is able. God is faithful. When you are tempted to cry, when you are tempted to will, when you are tempted to grumble, when you are tempted to throw away your confidence, hold it, pick it back. See, I'm not throwing it away. It says your confidence has great recompense of reward. Are you hearing this now? Let's read on. It says there are core courses and what? Elective. If you fail elective, you can graduate. But if you fail a core course, great is thy reputation. You will repeat that class. So it says you have need of patience. Are you following this? It means that you cannot walk by faith without patience. You have need of it. Need of it. Need of it. It's compulsory. If you want your faith to produce, you must be patient. I'm believing God for this. You're patient. You're trusting God. You're believing God. Start training your children like that. My kids, both of them. One is going to be 10, November 21. The other one will be 15, December 3rd. They have what they are believing God for. One time I stumbled on my son's list of what he was trusting God for. I think there was a phone there. So I canceled it. I said, this one. Between, I said, between God and myself, this one. God is not doing this one. You can't believe all that things. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, just let them exercise their faith. Some things, tell them, this thing you want, believe God for it. What are you doing? You are training your faith muscles because you are not El Shaddai, or you shall die. You're not El Shaddai. You see, let me tell you. Can I tell you something? All the things your wife needs, you can't provide them. All the things your husband needs, you can't provide them. All the things your children need, you cannot do what? Provide them. Why don't we all look up to God? Sometimes I tell my children, I'm not God. Just as you are my child, I'm also a child of someone. We are all children of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Gradually, what are you doing? It might look like a joke, but they are exercising their faith. I remember the first time we came into the island, we we're staying somewhere, and my son saw a bicycle. Somebody was riding a bicycle. I said, Ah, he wants a bicycle. I said, Ah. <laughs> If you have stayed on this side of town, you will not have seen people riding bicycles. You have seen people crawling on the ground. Because where you... You know, sometimes what is disturbing your faith is the things you are seeing. You went to your neighbor's house. Then your curtains suddenly became bad. And nothing was wrong with the curtains before you left the house. Nothing was wrong. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? So when you... Like some of you are coming here now. When you come here, just... Receive what you have learned by faith. Because if you go back to your church, and air condition is not blowing you, Prince. And the place is not rocked. You say, oh God of Pastor Mas, we doing it again. Don't call my name. We can be inspired, but it must not get into your heart. Because this is not where I started. This is not where I started. Are you hearing this now? so he said he wanted to buy a bicycle I was full time no salary mother was full time even if we had money we don't have need of buying bicycle it's not the most important thing So I said trust God two weeks later someone came gave him a red bicycle my wife was believing for a car She said she needed a smoker so that she can be using for outreach. She was believing with the kids. I remember I was in Kenya when she got the car. So I now told her that next time when you are saying smoke, learn to put before, because they can give you. You understand what I'm saying? But you see, our children have watched us walk through this process. They've seen us talk about things we're trusting God for. And literally those things come. Let me tell you something. Even though you are earning so much and you have a lot of money, have faith projects that you treat. Your children need to see you work faith so that this thing does not just become a sermon. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, you can tell them... We are going on vacation. This is where we are going. Let's believe for the best deal. You, you know, use your faith. There are there must be exercise of faith monthly, daily, yearly. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Must believe God. Then be patient. Says don't throw it away. So you have need of endurance. So that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what was promised. Now, the word made there is conditional because if there is no patience, that promise will not come. So it's conditional. So you do the will of God and you stay by the will of God because you have need of patience. You have need of patience. If there is something I want to leave this faith conference with is inheriting the promises, is faith and what? Patience. Patience. Learn to be patient in life. Don't hurriedly get married and get married to the wrong person. Patient. But I'm not saying wait forever. But be patient. Don't hurriedly do something. Don't initiate Ishmael. Don't feel that God is slow. Don't try to help God in your life. Allow God to open the doors. Allow God release the blessing. Allow God connect you. You have need of patience. We have developed a Christianity that lacks patience. That's why all our prayers are fire, fire, rapid, 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 And after a while, people get tired and stop serving God. You see, our service of God is a marathon thing. It's a lifetime thing. And you must make sure nothing touches your patient. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Yes, sir. All right. Why, what to do when waiting? Two things. And then, because we're going to still praise God and thank God today again. We're going to have some session of praise. Are you, are you blessed? Are you learning something? Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. What do we do while waiting? Because that's the most difficult thing. Why, when I'm waiting, what do I do? Um, Come with me to Romans chapter 4. What do I do while waiting? How do I cultivate patience? Romans chapter 4, please. Romans chapter 4, the life of Abraham. Let's start reading from verse 16. For this reason, it is by faith, in order that it might be in accordance with grace. So that the promise will be guaranteed to all descendants. The promise is guaranteed, praise God. Not only to those who are of the Lord, but to those who are of faith, of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Whatever promise um, in the scriptures is guaranteed. The Bible says the promises of God is yes and amen in Christ. Is yes and amen. In Christ Jesus, healing is yours. Prosperity is yours. Increase is yours. Are you you hearing what I'm saying? Protection is yours. Long life is yours. Then he goes on to say, as it is written, In a father of many nations have I made you, in the presence of him whom he believed, I've talked about this, even God, who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. In hope against hope, he believed so that he might become a father of many nations, according to that which had been spoken, so shall your descendant be. He, he hoped against hope. There are certain things you're trusting God for, everything around you will look like this thing is not working see, that's the, that's the temptation of faith. That's where your mind starts working. How am I going to get this thing to happen? Hmm? I don't have, I mean, please understand this. I don't have anything against whatever anybody does. But you see, you can pass, You can be planting a church. And at the end of the day, you start doing a lot of things for people to come to church. Do you know how we got to where we are today in Christianity? It's trying to grow our church. So we do so at night. To let the people come. As we are giving them suya, we'll share Jesus with them. You think that the people you are also inviting they don't have sense. You, you think they are foolish. They, you see, the gospel, the gospel is not to be preached in a deceptive manner. Permit my use of words, but I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. So you come, you think adult like that, they'll just be chopping the suya. Yeah. Everywhere, now double, 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 double. They say, ah, how many of you after you have eaten Suya? That's how Satan will eat you if you don't. This is a, how many of you want to receive Jesus? Yeah, they'll receive Jesus. They'll go. Next time you check again, that same person will come forward. He came for Suya. You, you don't preach the gospel. You see, when people accept the gospel, they must understand that this thing is going to cost their lives it will cost you know, there will be sacrifice to it. That's why today you see, we keep changing the church changing the church, sermons should not be long, people don't have a long attention span, those same people who watch Champions League from the beginning of uh, the commentary discourse for 30 minutes, match full time, half uh, time, penalties much analysis until the people in the stadium are saying bye to next year that's two and a half oh boy two and a half hours that same person in church after forty minutes he's looking he's looking does it what is this if what is evil preaching how do you understand hmm? so so you, you you realize that because we are impatient in Doing the gospel the way God wants it, we have built a church in our image and likeness. So, as a Christian, you cannot laugh, you cannot rejoice in the Holy Spirit until we have a comedian here. And you know, till I die, no comedian comes here. You can go and do comedy anywhere. That will not be the one using to make joke. You say, Pastor, sorry, Pastor, sorry, but your suit look like. I mean, we insult me first before I come and preach. <laughs> You are laughing. You are laughing. <laughs> yeah? So if there's, you, do you understand? What I'm saying we laugh with tongues, we play with tongues, play with everything that is sacred in the scripture. Use our songs to mess our songs up, mess preaching up, mess deliverance up, mess everything that is sacred. Then I will now come and preach. What nonsense! If you want to go for ninth of a thousand laugh, go, but if you come here. You will open notes. You will read Bible. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, that gate, this place is called church. In church, it's only one thing we do. We learn Bible and we praise God. If you want to watch film, go home. Want to eat suya? By that juncture, if you come out there, by, the, by your right, the suya spot, there's another one down. The protocol people can show you. But are you eat suya here, yeah. To accept Jesus? No, we want we want to preach Jesus to you when there's no paper entering your head, so you understand what we are preaching. I <laughs> saying? not that when there's paper and there's more, say, hmm, "Okay, I accept him." no, 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 no. <laughs> What am I doing? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so Romans okay. chapter 4. Okay, So a father of many nations, in the presence of him whom he believed, even God who gives life to the dead and calls into to be in that which does not exist, in hope against hope he believes, so that he might become a father of many nations, according to that which has been spoken, so shall your descendant be. Without becoming weak in faith. Pay attention to that word. What happened? He says, he did not become. Now, if you say becoming, it means he was not. Hey, 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 follow me now. Right? He says, so that he did not become weak in faith. Now, listen to this. We've always been taught about faith, but we've not been taught that our faith can become weak. So, you see what happens. Let me explain this to you now. When time is passing, and you have not seen the manifestation Of whatever you are believing God for Something happens to your faith What happens? Your faith becomes weak Battery will run down Battery will run down That's the thing Are you hearing what I'm saying now? That's why you need to do something To your faith So it does not become weak That's why you realize that When you start believing God for something You are very excited You wait one month You wait the second month You wait the third month He's now start saying, well, what's happening? Faith is becoming weak. Okay, how do you solve that? Without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own own body, now as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Yet, with respect to the promise of God, with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith. There's a comma there. Grew strong in faith. Doing what? How do you grow strong in faith? Thanksgiving is the language of faith. As you keep giving glory to God, what happens? Faith will rise. You see, depression can never stay in a joyful heart. That's why, let me tell you, if you are feeling sad or you are feeling depressed, turn on a praise music, start dancing. Depression will go. You know why you can't conquer depression? You say, I don't feel like singing. I don't feel like smiling. Have you ever had maybe your little child, huh? It's not happy. Then you tickle them. They say, I will not laugh. I will not laugh. I will not. And then they start laughing. <laughs> because certain physical actions will induce joy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Not, that <laughs> not that you are feeling depressed. Then you now put some very music. This world is not my own. <laughs> I'm just a stranger here. I say, hey. Huh? Or you go and now li- listen to one heartbreaking song. Hmm? Or you go and say, give me that song, Fella was correct. No. In the midst of weakness, there are things you shouldn't listen to. What about. When your faith is weak and you listen to a song like, we just, like the choir just did, I know that God will make a way for me. Right? You listen to those songs. Listen to a faith message. What's going to happen? Faith will begin to rise up in your heart. And you go back giving glory to God. Come on. Right? Strengthening faith. Okay. So what do you do? You give glory to God. You feed on his faithfulness. Psalm 37 verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. The New American Standard Bible says cultivate his faithfulness. The King James Bible says feed on his faithfulness. Psalm 37 verse verse 3. What do you do? Listen to me, child of God. Never, never. You can put the King James Version. It says feed on his faithfulness or the New King James. But the New American Standard Bible says cultivate. Right? Feed on his faithfulness. Right? Feed on his faithfulness. New King James Version. Feed on his faithfulness. Psalm 37, 3. Feed on his faithfulness. Look at what the the Lord told the children of Israel. Look at what the Lord told the children of Israel. He said, these stones of crossing the Jordan, he says, put them in the middle of the river. He says, when your children ask you, tell them what God did. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Always keep memorials. Of what the Lord did. And feed on it. And feed on it. Feed on what God has done. Remember what God did two years ago. Remember when God healed you. Remember when you had no job and God gave you a job. What you do, do? Feed on the faithfulness of God. What do you do before the manifestation comes? You feed on the faithfulness. Can you say Amen. The second thing is you offer the sacrifice of praise. Hebrews 13 15. Let us continually, let us continually offer up the sacrifice of praise to God, which is the fruit of our lips. We continue to offer the sacrifice of praise. Oh, Father, thank you. Lord, I give you praise after every service. Thank you for those you brought. Praise the name of the Lord. After you know, thank God when you receive your salary, instead of saying, Hey, what am I going to do with this? Say, Thank God that I have a job. At least, thank God that by 20 something you are expecting something. <laughs> eh? It's a different approach to say, Hey, hey. And some of you just weaken your faith by converting it to dollars. Say, This one, it's not $5. <laughs> When the disciples brought the loaves to Jesus, he says, What are these among many? Weak faith. What did Jesus do? Lifted up the bread and give thanks, and the bread multiplied. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Instead of saying, What are these among many? Say, Father, thank you. Hmm? Let's thank God. He says, Continually. Oh, I'm trusting God for the fruit of the womb. Thank God I have a womb. We can start from there. Lord, thank God I have a womb. I'm trusting God for a marriage partner. Thank God that I have the desire to be married. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, I'm trusting God for my church to grow. Thank God that I'm called. If you were not called, there would be nothing to grow. So you keep thanking God and you do it how many times? continually. It's a continuous thanksgiving that produces faith. That makes us grow stronger in faith. And I challenge you today, whatever your faith expectations are, make it thanksgiving. Thank God for that child. is coming. Thank God for that job. Thank God for that employment. Thank God for that healing. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga.